0: Hello, and welcome to Beer and Money, a financial fireside chat for professionals. We work to simplify your finances so you can enjoy your life. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Burklow and Alex Collins.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. I am your host, Ryan Burklow. With me, my co-host, Alex Collins. Hey, Ryan. How's it going, buddy? Good, good. It's uh been a gorgeous week here in Seattle. Mid 60s and sunshine in April is unique to say the least.
2: Yes, uh unfortunately I think our typical Pacific Northwest weather of like rain and 50s is coming back next week.
1: So for those of you who uh want to visit Seattle, uh this is typically not the time to do it. You want to come in the summer. <laughs> July and August. <laughs> Exactly. So, so uh, for those of you who are returning, uh, thanks for coming back. Uh, we're we're obviously providing some value for you, so we appreciate appreciate that. For those of you who are new, this is a podcast uh, for professionals to, to help you think about your money differently, uh, and so that you can enjoy life and, and do what you want to do. Money's a, a taboo topic, and we want to fix that. And so this is all about helping you just really sit back the reason beer and money is the name of it we we used to do uh well, actually we still do a seminars called and we called it beer and money where essentially we invited people over they grabbed a beer and we spoke about money just as a fireside type open conversation that's what we want this podcast to be so um so yeah uh make sure you uh visit us at beer uh there's some other information there as well as a ways to reach out to us for any questions or anything that's on your mind For today's podcast, Alex, which I think we're both excited to chat about, especially what's going on in the market and whatnot, um, we pose a a question to everybody. And the question is this, do you have assets that are not being affected by this market volatility? And the second piece to that, that Alex and I did not speak about prior, is the second piece (laughs) is why you should.
2: Yeah, so the, I mean, what we're talking about here is is something that's commonly called non correlated assets, uh, which is really just math terminology for uh, assets that aren't going to be affected by the the stock market or aren't, aren't going to be affected the same way by the things that that uh, affects the stock market. So let's uh, let's start off by jumping into examples of, of what we mean by this, um, and then we'll talk about uh, examples of of assets that don't really fit. And we'll we'll talk a little bit about why they don't fit. Um, so the the first example is is banking products, things like uh, CDs, uh, savings accounts, uh, checking accounts, things of that nature. Uh, the second example is fixed annuities. Uh, these uh, you know, something that has a, a guaranteed rate of return. Um, same thing with the the CD and the the bank accounts. Uh, and the last example is is whole life insurance. Um, now, any mention of, of life insurance, we, we have to make sure that we talk about it as it, it is a, uh, an insurance product first. It, it, is, it has a death benefit component to it, um, and that's a, a required component um, uh, to, to make sure that it's, it's suitable. Um, and where we're talking about it here is whether we're using uh, term insurance or whether we're using permanent insurance um, and specifically looking at, at whole life. Next, examples that don't really fit are, are things like bonds and real estate. And, and the reason why these two don't fit is because they're still subject to market volatility. Now, it's not stock market volatility, but bonds and the, the underlying value of a bond could change and change dramatically based on interest rates and uh, the, the bond market. We've seen huge swings in the interest rates in, in the, the mortgage industry over the last month here. We went from a low of like a 30-year refinance with good credit for 3% up to the point where you had to pay something like 20 grand for, to get a 4% loan. Um, I mean, that was a real example that a client of ours got quoted um, in the matter of like two weeks. Like the same client got quoted both things. So it's, it's really just kind of crazy how, how much that, that swing can occur. Uh, and the other component is, is real estate itself, because it is an illiquid asset. It, again, it doesn't really fit, but also it's subject to the, the whims of the real estate market. Um, so, again, not the stock market. So it's, it's a non-correlated asset, but it doesn't really fit into the category of what we're looking for, which is something that, that holds its value regardless of what's going on uh, out there in the, in the economy and in the, in the world.
1: So now that we have the difference between, you know, correlated asset and non-correlated asset, why are we suggesting, or at least having a conversation around, having assets that are not correlated with the markets? And there's three big benefits here uh, to that. Uh, Number one is going to be liquidity. And, you know, what we define liquidity is just access to money when you want it without negative consequences. And so getting after that money for liquidity purposes, for different things that may occur, that's a huge part of this. Number two is allowing you to hold strategy or at least have less stress, probably both. You know, in the markets that's going on right now, right? Watching our assets go down doesn't feel good. Alex and I don't like it any better than you do. Uh, But having assets that aren't correlated to it And a decent chunk sitting there. We're not talking about, you know, and obviously it's it's based on a case-by-case basis in terms of what your personal financial situation looks like. So I'll go really like over just for compliance reasons here. We're not talking about 50 cents in your checking account and $1 in the market, right? (laughs) We're talking about a decent sum of money from a liquidity standpoint and also allowing you that money's not going anywhere. That allows your other money that is in the market right now that's going down it helps you stay behaved, so that the all of that money will come back, and then hopefully yeah. that's lessening the stress.
2: It, exactly, Ryan. It, it allows us to to like you said, uh, have that liquidity in times of uncertainty, so that we're not liquidating assets that have dropped precipitously. So we're we're not we're not trying to get get dollars from an asset that is depreciated and, and potentially rapidly. Uh, it allows us the the peace of mind to hold on to our strategy um, and have have more comfort that uh, uh, we've got the time to be able to have these assets uh, recover from you know whatever whatever market's being hit whether it's the the stock market the bond market or the real estate market uh, we've got time to allow these these to recover uh, before we need to to fire sale them or liquidate them at an inopportune time.
1: And then the last benefit of this is flexibility and efficiency in retirement right uh, it kind of go that and this is the flexibility and efficiency ties back to really benefit one and two at the same time because either now or in retirement either either stage of life you don't like your money going down in terms of the money being in the market right, right? so it it goes both ways as well as because you've got the liquid assets and money that's not correlated to the market, it allows you to do other things with your money. And we, we have a whole part two podcast really diving into um, those pieces. But that those are the three big takeaways when we're looking at why would you want to have this? Yeah. And
2: when, I don't think we can really state that that third benefit strongly enough. It, it's really the ability to do different things with our assets that, that generate a significantly better income stream in retirement, and that—that's really the the benefit. It also provides for more flexibility from where we take assets. And so, if we're in retirement right now, we, we may choose to take assets from a more stable, uh, more stable, non-correlated asset as opposed to uh, continuing to pull dollars out of the out of the stock market. Now, depending upon circumstances, we may still choose to pull dollars out of the stock market, um, but uh, it, it provides more choice and more flexibility if we've got some of these non-correlated
1: assets. The, uh, you know, it's I, I go, I struggle with this personally in terms of how to communicate this to to people, and and what I mean by that is, Alex, too often we're we're speaking to a. Um, maybe a a mid 40 year old, right. Or even a 40 year old. And when we say the word behave, right. Most people understand the fact that you should stay in the market and not go in and out of the market. Like that is not new, innovative stuff that Ryan and Alex and Alex have come up with. (laughs) It's certainly not us. I would make a strong argument that a lot of people actually do stay invested in the market during that time although some people don't. My point that I'm getting at here is because of that aspect, we constantly see people have an over uh, let's just look at it this way. They have less amount of money that is liquid and it is non-correlated with the market because in their head, right, they're gonna behave. So they can put all of that money that they would have had in a CD, for example. Right. And short term and looking apples to apples like one dollar in a cd versus one dollar in the market the dollar in the market has the opportunity for more rate of return than a cd hands down like we're not here to argue that (laughs) i guess what we hear what we are here to argue uh and not like in a negative way but just to bring up is having money outside of the market non-correlated what does that allow you to do with the assets that are, that are in the market? Maybe you can take more risk because of that, which possibly could be more rate of return, or allows you to sleep a little bit better at night. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not you that needs to sleep better at night, maybe it's your spouse, <laughs> right? And then right. lastly, when it comes to efficiency and flexibility, it allows you to pivot back and forth. So it's not a straight dollar for dollar apples to apples comparison when you look at what else you could be doing with the money. So Alex is, is looking at me, clearly he's he's thinking. And, and getting you to to expand the thinking on, well, what
2: would happen if we had a certain portion of our assets not subject to market volatility? Um, and, Like From from the studies that we've done, a lot of the math that we've shown, um, optimal winds up being somewhere in the neighborhood of a third of your money being uh, outside of the market, Um, and then two-thirds of it being invested in market-based type investments, whether that's stock market, bond market, real estate market. We can go ahead and have that conversation, and there's there's no definitive, this is the best way to do it. Everyone's circumstances and situation are going to be a bit different. Uh, but having up to a third uh, of your money outside of the market um, you know, can can really have some significant benefits from what it allows us to do from a flexibility and from an efficiency standpoint uh, in in terms of creating income when we get to retirement. It al- also has a, a tremendous ability to to help people. Uh, hold strategy and and think through and, and be comfortable with the volatility and the fluctuations uh, because they've got uh, dollars that they know are are, are not subject to the, that fluctuation and, and market volatility.
1: Yep. And, and my whole purpose for bringing my last statement up was everything you just said. It's just the flexibility and efficiency in it. And it's not a straight apples to apples comparison if all you're looking at it is from the perspective right. of rate of return. That was my point in, in bringing that up.
2: So yeah, I mean, well, and that goes back to you know siloed decisions versus a comprehensive financial plan. You know, and, and really, one of the things that we stress is have have a comprehensive plan that takes a look at your entire picture. Um, you know, if you just focus on one component, like just looking at retirement planning, uh, it's going to cause us to to have uh, you know blind spots that we don't see. How this interacts with another area or another aspect or another domain of our financial world. <clears throat> and so by, by taking that macroeconomic look at how we're structuring an overall plan, it gives us a much stronger, a much more efficient and a much more flexible uh, plan and structure for, for
1: how are we, how are we helping a client go through all of, all of life because it's not just market downturns that affects <laughs> that come into play in a lifetime, right? right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're all going to
2: have uh, personal crises that occur, or at least most of us will, whether that's, you know, the sudden loss of a loved one or, um, you know, heck, it could be a sudden loss of a job. I mean, there's a, a whole bunch of things that like are just out of our control and we need to be able to, to roll with those punches and the more flexibility that we have um, you know, and and hey they don't all have to be punches sometimes it's going to be something where like an opportunity comes along and we say wow I really want to be able to jump on that opportunity and again having the the flexibility and the liquidity to be able to to take advantage of those things is is absolutely huge
1: yep absolutely so just reminder three takeaways of of, of having a non-correlated asset one liquidity two allowing you to hold strategy possibly less stress and then number three, having more flexibility and efficiency in retirement, which takes us to part two. So make sure you take a listen to our next episode, which is really diving into more of that flexibility and efficiency in retirement. So uh, I think we need to end on our our question of the day, Alex. The right, question of the day is, is: how much of your assets do you have in
2: non-correlated, correlated assets, and and what's your game plan for it? You know, it's more of knowing what you're doing and why and how you're making that change how you're repositioning your assets over time so what what's your game plan for repositioning your assets is is really the question there
1: perfect so head to baronmoney.net let's go to the bottom you can reach out to us there uh, if you're getting any value out of these podcasts please share it with your friends share with your family members um and just because you know if, if something hits you different in this podcast my guess is you've probably know someone that might have that same type of uh that same type of um, idea so uh do that and uh as always alex cheers
0: this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax legal or investment advice although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable please note that individual situations can vary Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their friends are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Security, Guardian, or quantified government accountants, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiary, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Investing in the bond market is subject to certain risks, including market interest rate, issuance, credit, and function risk. Equities may decline in value due to both real and perceived general market, economic, and industry conditions. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities LLC. LSJ, 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California, nine one seven one one nine zero nine three nine nine one one zero zero 909 Securities, products, and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, and of SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Part Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Number 2029 20, expiration April 2022.